There we go. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome into Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. I'm Amy, sitting next to me, drinking his coffee. I've got Caleb. Welcome to the show. Thank you. What a beautiful picture to paint of me right here. Can everyone envision me just drinking my coffee, sitting in front of this mic? Yeah, well, we are recording this in the morning, which we don't always do. Um, But I don't know if you can hear it through the mic, but it is just like super windy, super rainy at the moment. So why not record a podcast over coffee? Yeah, I mean, we didn't really sleep last night anyways because there was gust of wind. I mean, it was intense wind. Yeah, I I looked it up this morning on my weather app and it was saying 25 miles per hour, but there is no way. It was definitely more than that. I'm going to look at like a more accurate weather forecast to really figure it out. It had to have been 40 plus, 40, 50 plus. They're, they all say they're the most accurate weather forecast. It's just like every pizza place says they have the best pizza on earth, you know? <laughs> Do they really? Do you see people having pizza contests? If they are, I want to be a part of that, I will say. Well, vegan. (laughs) Yes. Um, But, yeah, it was crazy. I didn't really sleep last night. You didn't really sleep last night? Um, No, I don't think so. The night did go by quicker than I would have expected had I not slept. Um, But uh, Kona, one of our dogs, was he doesn't like the wind at night when it's rattling the van a lot. He kind of freaks out. I guess he thinks it's like a monster or something. I mean, it makes sense because it's really loud. And, yeah, the van is literally shaking. And, I mean, you can feel it shaking. We also have some, like, brass moons that we have hanging up in the back. And they kind of start, like, rattling each other. And I think that kind of freaks them out. They're like chimes. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice sound. But... I, I do think he thinks it's like a monster. So yeah, he sits up all night like panting, like when dogs get really anxious. If you have a dog, you might know what I'm talking about, but they just start panting and like you feel their energy is just so high. They can't calm down. Um, so we were dealing with that as well. But yeah, you can definitely <laughs> still hear it going on even this morning <clears throat> if we were to be quiet. Just turn turn it up, Sammy. Turn up those mics, peeps. Listen. I mean, it's kind, of, <laughs> it's kind of nice with the rain now. It wasn't raining last night. Yeah, maybe the rain's kind of muted the winds. Yeah, but yeah. Well, Kona's sleeping so peacefully now. If you guys oh. could only see, he's getting his rest in while we have to slave away and record this <laughs> podcast. No wow. rest for the weary over here. Yeah, but yeah, it'll hit me later. I'm not too tired right now, but it's definitely going to hit me later. But we'll Yeah, see. but uh, I mean, we're hitting this weather because we have finally left Colorado. We did it. I We've can't been talking we about it. it for I don't know how many episodes of like this time in Colorado is coming to an end and mm-hmm. we finally crossed the Colorado border into the little no man's land gap before you cross into entering Utah. I'm always, you know, wondering mm. what that is, you know? When we're, when we're oh. driving out of Colorado, you pass a leaving colorful Colorado sign. And then there's like 300 yards before you get to the, you're Welcome entering Utah. Utah sign. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're entering the Utah state line. What is that? Is that just a no man's line? No man's land line in between the state? those two signs would be literally like right next to each other. Yeah. Right? That would be so funny if they were, if like you saw leaving colorful Colorado and then literally right behind it <laughs> would be like entering Utah. Well, I picture them like pair, uh, or like straight line next to each other like one's oh. right by the road and the other one's just to the right of it or whatever that would also be funny yeah maybe that's the way the reason they didn't do this you're probably entering utah technically when you leave yeah when you pass the colorado sign yeah but it's just funny because yeah you pass it it's like you've left colorado and then there's still like 
a few minutes of driving and then you see you're entering utah uh a few seconds yeah few seconds <laughs> minutes <laughs> yeah. time just is irrelevant as always so. yeah we did finally leave colorado which always makes me it gets me in my feels makes me emotional do you feel that way at all or do you just kind of do it i think i'd do it like if we were talking about it's like in august and thinking ahead to mm -hmm. when we were going to leave colorado it makes me sad but always by the time it gets to you know early november which is typically our time to leave colorado by that time i'm always ready because the last who knows how long it's been you know october into beginning of november in colorado isn't always the best it's hit or miss it doesn't feel like we're actually living in colorado yeah we're driving a lot we're in the van a lot the weather's bad and so we're not really i'm not you know we're not going out and getting hikes in we didn't ride we didn't mountain bike at all mm -hmm. we weren't doing like outdoor activities it was more just like falling into this pattern of work travel uh, being in the van, only going outside to like, you know, get a workout in real quick, yeah. which you were even contemplating this morning with the wind and the rain, <laughs> because you know, like if you didn't get it in right then you might be locked in the van the rest of the day. You know, yeah. that's kind of the issue that we deal with, uh, late October and November. So yeah. yeah, by that time I'm like, no, I'm ready to get back into like nice weather to living outside to like being outside in nature to doing what I want to and not just having to be forced into the van. It does kind of push us out naturally um but yeah it's still i think that's the when i like and you're the one driving so you're kind of focused on driving but i feel like on the drive i'm just like sitting there like thinking back on everything and just how much i love it how much i love that state it's a hard one to leave so it's going to be i know we had our summer and fall well we had like our dream summer episode mm -hmm. but what what's now if you think back on the summer what's going to be the peak like if you like the first thing that comes in your mind when you think back on this summer well, in Colorado. I'm I'm trying to just answer that question without thinking about it too much and literally just because you use the word peak, um, climbing the fourteeners is what <laughs> came to my mind. I incepted that. And into I think your it mind. is because of the word choice that you use. Thank um, you. I mean it's it's appropriate for Colorado. Talk. Yes. But also, I mean, it makes sense. Like it had been three years since we had summited a 14er and that's something that we really enjoy and we finally got back into doing that this summer so it makes sense that that would be one that came to my mind yeah what about you what's your peak um high point what's your high point don't think about it too much i know hiking and biking okay just very generic very generic <laughs> just yes. getting to do that a lot this summer and yeah especially since we haven't done it the last month i think just because i got was able to get out and mountain bike yesterday in moab mm -hmm. and now you can hear our other dog jet who is always sleeping soundly you should put the mic closer to this get some of his dreams hold okay. on a second pause guys we're gonna let you into jet's dreams oh my god he would stop yes. making his okay. dream noises oh, he's still like convulsing in his sleep and now his head just twitched oh i hope you got to hear them before we tried to like silence everything for him because then he stopped but. yeah he would do that but yeah maybe that's why i thought of that because i finally was able to get back on our mountain bike raider mm -hmm. is what we call him here in moab we're actually staying in moab for one two nights mm -hmm. on our way south because we found a good pocket of weather yesterday yeah and i was able to get back on him and ride him so it kind of brought back all those. It brought like, back like oh. how awesome it was like yeah. all summer, like getting to ride him weekly in the spots we're at. And then, yeah, just throw in just being on the trail and hiking and summoning 14ers. Those were all the peaks. Yes. Shall you say? Yeah, that's, yeah, that was the first thing I thought of. And now that I've been sitting here, of course, I think of like a few more. But 
We talked about that we did. in an episode, so you now, can go check that one out. Now we're on to other things, like on to moving the next south. Yes. yes. Moving south to the desert. So this has been our pattern. I guess this is our third winter in the van. and We're approaching our third winter. Yes. And the first two winters, we just sort of moseyed our way down to Arizona. And that's our plan again this winter. It's been... I mean, we talk about how much we love Colorado, but we also have fallen in love with Arizona, <laughs> too. Yes. Um, and it is the best place for us to be in the winter based on what we like to do, our likes, how we prefer weather. Um, to take Sarah's phrase, chasing that t-shirt weather, Arizona is where you're going to go. Yes. So that's where we're headed now. As you did mention, we have stopped in Moab for just a couple days because the weather was good. But as we mentioned earlier, it is rainy and windy so we're going to be heading out it was good for soon. one day yesterday because you were wanting to drive straight through and just yeah. bypass moab and start heading south i was ready i was like to wait land. we're gonna be there on monday night and tuesday is actually supposed to be wait what's today is today's today wednesday today's wednesday yeah. okay yeah. i was like tuesday's actually supposed to be good we could just stop and like enjoy a one day. day yeah and then continue on and so that's what we did and i had a great day yesterday i'm glad we did that i was kind of in that headspace of like and sometimes i get this way i think when we have a long trip ahead of us like colorado to arizona of like i just want to be where we're gonna be like i know that's where we're ending up and i just want to get there but no rush babe never be in a rush in the van life not that i was in a rush but just like no you were in a rush i could tell that's right you know were we're like be, so screw let's... moab <laughs> screw moab let's that sounds like me. It, it does. really does sound that, like me. Amy, you should be you'd be surprised at how many times she's like, Screw that. <laughs> screw this. Screw that. Screw that person. Oh but yeah. I don't yeah. want to use the actual language she uses, so <laughs> I'm I'm keeping it PG right here. Thank you for keeping my image but not yeah, totally. I know, you know, anyone who knows Amy knows you curse like a sailor. <laughs> so, Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> painting such a good picture of you. <laughs> Uh, you're bringing out my like yeah, all but, the okay. skeletons so one in my closet. Thing, I don't know if we've ever talked about, but yeah, Arizona. We're entering our third winter, and yes, obviously, just kind of driving down to Arizona. But um, how did we fall into that pattern? Mm. Like, I still remember the first summer. So we moved into the van, and actually, I came across this again yesterday on our Instagram bio, where it says like traveling. What's it say? So Colorado like, and beyond yeah. since July of 2020. Uh-huh. So we moved in like midsummer, enjoyed peak. There's that word oh my again. God. Peak summer in Colorado uh, for a few months, kind of getting integrated into this nomadic life. Um, and But we with no plans for the winter. And this is still during the pandemic, so yeah. we, we couldn't really do anything. We yeah. had no jobs, essentially. We didn't know if they were ever going to come no back. No jobs. We weren't really making friends at the time. Um, so you're asking how we fell into this pattern. Well, I do remember, and I don't know why or where this came from, but I remember we did get asked the question a lot when we first moved into the van july 2020 well where are you going to go in the winter because yeah. everyone knew I we were like that was the first question people were like well what are you going to do in the winter because everyone knew we were in colorado yeah. and i think they were like okay you're not going to stay there in the winter so where are you going to go in the winter and you and i always just said i think we're gonna go to arizona and i don't know we had like you had never been to arizona before no I, i've been to the grand canyon okay yeah as a kid yeah so i've been so. to arizona but yeah not as an adult i didn't i mean i didn't know it well um, Neither of us knew it well. And you at had all. never been, right? I had been. Oh, once. you had? Yes. Yeah, you had. Um, I've been more recently than you have, but neither of us by any means knew it well no. in terms of traveling it, living in it, no. uh, traveling around it. But yeah, that's just what we always said. We were just like, yeah, I think we're going to Arizona. And I don't know why. Do you know where that came from? We also from? didn't even really know what the weather was like in the winter we in just Arizona. It we was just, good. yeah, we just, <laughs> which is kind of dumb. 
of us to be like, yeah, you know, the desert's probably warm in the winter, right? It's Which, not dumb. I mean, it's it's not dumb. I think that's a little harsh. Okay. It's it's a starting it point. Stupid. It's no, a I'm starting kidding. point of like, I think it's good, but like, let's look into it and see. It's a starting point. Yeah, but it kind of worked out because we ended up having, at the beginning of November 2020, something that took us to Phoenix. And so we had mm-hmm. to be down in that area. And so it's like, well, we have nothing to do after this. Might as well see what it's like during the, win- yeah. uh, during the winter months because Colorado's definitely out of the question. Yeah. And yeah, we kind of just fell into wintering in Arizona and really liked it. And yeah. then repeated that pattern next year and now mm-hmm. we're repeating it again. Mm-hmm. It's literally become our, our cycle. Yeah. Like Arizona is now the winter home base. Like if we leave Arizona and we go somewhere, we're going to be coming back to it until essentially like it late spring. Yeah. yeah. Until Colorado kind of opens back up for us because we are not winter van people. <laughs> no, you can be. It's definitely doable, but we Good. are. Hey. And cheers to those people, but we are not those people. Maybe. That sounds miserable to me still, you know. <laughs> um, Depends on what you're doing. But the, it reminds me of, like, when we first moved into the van in July, and everyone said, well, where are you going to go? Like, right then, like, in July, where are you going to go? And for some reason, we always said Buena Vista, Colorado. Buena Vista. And it was kind of similar, I feel like, with the Arizona thing. We were just like, where are you going to go in the winter? Arizona. I don't know. That's just naturally kind of the answer we came up with, and that's what we did we were like led to both those places and they literally have become our two homes. Yeah. I feel very home. Both of them feel very home to me. And like, and not just like one spot in them, like Mm -hmm. different cities across both States now feel very homey. Like feel like we've lived in them and spent lots of time in them. We've have, I mean, we literally go back to a spot in Sedona and sit at the bar and we're like regulars, even though we (laughs) are literally there Maybe four times a year? Two to four times a year sitting at that bar. They yeah. always remember us. And they're like, hey, you guys are back. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been like six months. Mm-hmm. You still remember us? Everyone's still the same here? Yes, yes. And so that's kind of crazy to like feel like you can be a local at a bar in a state that you don't even... That you only live in a few months a year. Yeah, and that your license plate is definitely not registered for. Yeah. Because we're South Dakotians. Yes. <laughs> South Dakotans. <laughs> Um, Okay, anyways, I have another question harking back to July of 2020 since we were talking about our first first getting into the van Mm -hmm. and now entering our third winter season. Mm -hmm. I came up with this question on my own. Did you? I did. I don't Um, know what this question is, so I'm excited. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask it to you. So (laughs) since that July of 2020, how has the life on the road impacted your life view slash purpose? What has stayed the same and what has changed? Oh, wow. Um, Not a deep question at all. Just yeah, give me a love being base able to answer, very shallow. Answer this on the spot. <laughs> so I'm probably going to have to like process my answer. Yes, okay. that's what the podcast is here for. So I'll be talking for a bit, I think, before I come to it. But man, so what has changed about my yeah, life perspective? We've been reflecting a little bit. So yeah, yeah. what's changed about, or your, I said purpose slash life view since okay. being on the road these last two and a half years. Well, I guess to think about that, I would need to think about what my life view was before the van or like my purpose was before the van. Um, You know, I think a big thing that's changed or a big thing that I've like grown in, I think, is just and something that's become really clear to me is like living in tune with nature and with the earth, like with its with its seasons, with the moon cycles, with the flora and the fauna of where we are. and just kind of letting that guide, I don't know, guide my life a lot more than it used to. 
I actually was journaling about this yesterday morning, just kind of reflecting back on when we lived in a house. And even though we still spent a lot of time in nature when we lived in a house, we would still go out to the mountains frequently. We were outside a lot at our house, whether it was on the front porch or the backyard, like we've always loved being outside. Um, but I was journaling yesterday and just thinking about how every morning, like a morning like this, where it's raining and windy, bless you. And I can't sit outside and have my coffee in the morning and read like that's different. Like I noticed that I'm like, oh man, I can't sit outside this morning. Another thing about Amy, if you know her, she's definitely a, but first coffee, like you <laughs> cannot talk to her before she's had wow. her coffee. Okay. <laughs> Not true. Fact. Not true. <laughs> um, and you know, it's just noticing little things like that of, oh man, we're really outside all the time. Or like I'm out in nature all the time. And another thing I noticed too was when I was journaling yesterday, I was thinking back on, yeah, because even when we lived in a house, I would still sit outside and read or journal or whatever. But the sounds I was hearing was the interstate because we were right by the interstate or it was just cars driving by on our, you know, right outside of our house. And I was like, I don't hear that anymore. Like when I was sitting outside yesterday, what was I hearing? I was hearing the juniper bushes like rustle <laughs> in the wind. I was hearing the crows. I was hearing the birds. Or I was hearing just nothing. Well, and also an, I, an ironic uh, note about this spot we're parked is that you can actually hear the train going through <laughs> Moab still, which is very reminiscent to our spot in Denver when we were downtown and close to the train yards. That's true. That's so, true. like, I literally, like, I was hearing the train horn, like, last night. I'm like, wow, this is feels like we're back in Denver. In Denver. <laughs> but we're out in the middle of nowhere Moab, but not that middle of nowhere, apparently. I think what's changed is... And I don't know if this is like a perspective or a purpose thing, but I mean, of course, I've always lived in a city. I grew up in Nashville. I mean, in the suburbs of Nashville, but still like there was anything I wanted nearby. There were a lot neighbors nearby. Like it was a suburban neighborhood. Anything you wanted. And then when we lived in Denver, we were definitely way more downtown. Like you said, there were trains going by. There were... We were right across the street. Downtown. We were in the city. Okay. But I mean, downtown enough to where we didn't have a driveway. We had a street park. Street park, which we got numerous street parking tickets for parking right in front of our house, which you wouldn't think would be an issue, but it Mm -hmm. happened a lot. We were right by the interstate. We were across the street from an elementary school. So there was just lots lots of noise that aren't natural noises um, that you don't really realize you're hearing all the time until Until they're absent. You pull away from it. And so. I think something that's changed is I've realized I like this a lot more. I like the sounds I hear now on a regular basis a lot more. Um, And they feel, I feel like they've just affected my overall well-being. I think I've felt more, they're calming. They are just more, I don't know, keep me a lot more grounded and centered. So that's where I'm at (coughs) answering that question on the fly right now. But I'm going to think about it a little more while I toss it back to you. Very connected to nature. (laughs) Yes. 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 That's been a huge, like, I think, like you mentioned for me to add on to what you were saying, that was like always a goal in a, like a, we strove to do that Mm -hmm. while we were in houses. And even back in Nashville, we tried to, you know, be outside as much as possible and, you know, explore and go camping and, or just traveling. The ceiling is just a lot lower, I think, in those areas. Cause it is. I do think we did a good job of it. But it's like, you can go to a park yeah. in the middle of the city and yeah. feel kind of like get a little glimpse of that. But when you actually remove yourself from it, yeah. it feels different. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think we, 
we strove to do that, but yeah, once we moved into the van, it felt like, oh no, now we're actually doing it. Like yeah. this is what, this is true meaning. Like every second mm-hmm. of your life is impacted by these these cycles, these nature cycles, moon cycles. Like literally, it's been a full moon the last two nights, and so we were watching it come up, and then. You know, while we're trying to sleep, our it looks like someone's shining a, a <laughs> headlight through our back windows in the van because of the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, we stayed up all night because our van's rocking to heavy winds. You know, mm-hmm. you can't escape those cycles of nature anymore. So I definitely agree that I think we've we've been integrated into <laughs> that life cycle. But it feels cycle. something in me, like, recognizes that and really clings, not clings to it, but, like, accepts that. And it feels just more natural. It does. Um, how's my life view purpose shifted since the beginning? I think a lot of it has just simplified, like, way down for me in terms of, I don't know if, I don't, I was never big on, like, accomplishing stuff in life beforehand. Um, I have heard, I can quote you as saying, what? quote, accomplishments are stupid, end quote. No, I think, you I, have said I, that. I think the quotes are accomplishments are bullshit. Oh. Wasn't that the quote? Well, I thought, Baby, if you're going to quote me, I quote it right. I thought we were censoring right. each other. You censored me earlier, so I thought we were censoring each other Yeah, today. well, <laughs> it's I, the morning, I, I didn't okay. censor myself. You, <laughs> you gave the censored version. I'm like, no, this is the actual quote. But, yes, well, so I wasn't high on accomplishments anyways before <laughs> moving into the van. That has since been completely erased, I think. <laughs> um, and just, yeah, living, just everything's been simplified in terms of, kind of like life like I don't need a lot to feel like my at the end of the day like life has been fulfilled for me it just kind of starts and finishes that way naturally being in this nature cycle and also just being I've always been drawn to um and I know we've talked about on here before just like kind of counter-cultural living as we called it or or the kind of terms I've been on my mind recently is like living on the fringes of society where we're on a societal fringe right here you know i know it's becoming more and more widely accepted and like you know viewed definitely in terms of like social media platforms and even like news like pla- yeah yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. traveling life and nomadic mm-hmm. life so like it's known more than it was you know a few years ago um it's more mainstream than it was but it's been going on for years and years and decades you know we've met people on the road who've been on it for 14 plus years Mm -hmm. you know for a few decades and they were doing it not because it was popular because it was glamorous because that was the way of life they chose and they've liked that simplistic lifestyle they've gotten into Mm -hmm. and that's definitely been um something that i've embraced too like i don't need that that and I, I wasn't saying I, like we were in it because I think we did a pretty good job not being in it. But when we were in the city, um, but like just not feeling integrated into that rat race of society. Mm-hmm. But I think no matter how you put it or how you view it, like you're kind of in it. Like you're just no, you can't get away from it. From mm-hmm. the noises, like you were talking about, like train noises, car noises, to just like the work cycle, to just like you know paying water bills and and all this stuff. And yeah, we have new things that we have to pay for, like getting propane which is our heating and electricity. So it's a lot cheaper. But mm-hmm. and there's still cycles like that. But it feels like we've kind of removed ourselves, and now we're, like, skirting on the fringes of society this way. And um, I've liked that. It's felt like I've been able to really kind of come to terms with the world and my view on it very simplistically, like from a base, from a ground form. There's been no foundation laid out here. It's literally, you can, like, make... You get to build it. You get to build it from the ground up because there's no, like, roadmap pun intended to (laughs) how to do this kind of nomadic lifestyle um unlike where you know 
from the time I was born, it's like I felt like I was already just spiraling into this cycle, aka the rat race, to use an over overused cliche that I've used before already. But you know, I was like born into this this fishbowl, as they used to call it, where you know you could like you have freedom to swim in and out of the water but essentially you're always coming to a glass wall at the end yeah but do you feel like you really were like in that yeah kind of yeah like i said mentally i don't think i was but i think just uh, over encompassing it's hard to not be a part of it Mm -hmm. when you're in it (laughs) unless that makes sense i don't i don't know like what the point of like breaking out of it was i mean it's like to use your like fishbowl analogy Uh, a fish doesn't know it's in a fishbowl or that it's in the ocean until it gets out yeah you think you're free because you look out and you don't see glass until you run into it like you may be in a huge fishbowl but you're still in a fishbowl Mm -hmm. um and i think just probably be a tank at that point but yeah 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 like a fish tank (laughs) same thing a fish tank is a big fishbowl yes but yeah, I think being in the van and kind of, like, pulling myself a- away from the society and, like, slowly, like, detaching little strings that it still had attached to me mm-hmm. have just simplified things. And I feel like every day, just by the time I go to sleep, it's felt like a very good, fulfilled, and purposeful day. No matter what happened, no matter if we traveled all day, no matter if I got work done, no matter if I just went and sat out in nature or went on a hike, you know, it feels it feels different. I and was yeah sorry no no interrupt me jump in keep going (laughs) no i was just gonna say i know another one of our friends uh, on the road um has said that you know he's also i I, we've talked to i've talked to him about it too our friend goat about how his lifestyle on the road has just like if he can just keep his front yard changing every two weeks he's gonna be a happy man you know like it's a very simplistic lifestyle and i don't know who we heard this from recently but someone was like yeah once as you start getting older you know a good night's sleep and a good shit and you'll feel you'll feel fulfilled by the end of the day and it's kind of i'm not saying i like those things too sleeping well even though we didn't and pooping (laughs) even though i haven't yet today but just yeah keeping the the checks very low yeah the things you need to check off very low um well in terms of i mean if you're going to break it down into like sleep and pooping which are very (laughs) basic human needs like sleep poop eat it's like baby get back to baby status but like those are easy things i think when you're caught up in a rat race to get away those are the first things that fall off like if you're really deep in a rat race that you don't want to be a part of some of the you don't have time to like focus on those patterns that start going or sleep eating which means pooping so like you know just starting with i like to think i'll like reference back sometimes to just like maslow's hierarchy of needs Mm -hmm. and like if there are times where i'm feeling really anxious, really ungrounded, or just kind of out of whack, just go back to those simple, the first needs of like sleep, food, water, just like your basic needs, poop, and like have those needs met that day. And with how simple our life is, it's very easy. Once you like, you know, bring it to your consciousness, it's very easy to like go back to those and make sure those needs are met like there's not that much to pull away i mean honestly now our life cycle is focused around those things at like at the base form it's like you know today we're gonna even though we're traveling it's like we're gonna make sure we've eaten well Mm -hmm. you know we're nourished and gonna get sleep Mm -hmm. and all the like base things accomplished and that always feels good in the van you know how every task every simple task even like getting water now requires difficulty or steps to it not difficulty but just work more difficulty than going to your faucet it and requires turning work. a sink on yeah it requires a little yeah. more work and so yeah just being able to take care of those those bottom foundations of the of maslow's hierarchy, hierarchy is very 
very satisfying. And it kind of makes me, it makes me sad to like think that in our normal society that like those, unless I feel like unless you really become aware and conscious of it, like those aren't like prioritized really, you know, in just society in general as a whole. Um, and that makes me really sad because that's gonna, that doesn't give you a good foundation to like then really like blossom and let your creativity go and like let yourself blossom you know yeah it's like take care of everything like the society's hierarchy of needs is like flipped in reverse it's like take care of everything else first like like work 24 7 Mm -hmm. until you get to where you want to be and then worry about sleeping and pooping but then it's too late and eating or like taking care of your health and mental health yeah by then it's like that's just a that's a downward spiraling cycle where you'll never be able to climb up you flip that Mm -mm. you flip that pyramid upside down and there's no way to climb up the style the style it's hard sleep it's it just you make it a lot more it's a lot more challenging (laughs) yeah um i think back to like and i never I mean, you and I both worked jobs where, like, this wasn't an issue for us, but I never understood with, like, especially just corporate America in general, that most jobs, you only get two weeks of vacation a year. That's it. Two weeks a year. If that. If that. I feel like that was kind of, with talking with friends who were in that world, like, that was kind of the standard. It was, like, two weeks a year. And so, of course, most some people used it, like, for Thanksgiving and Christmas, so the end of the year yes (laughs) and um and yeah just two weeks and i'm grateful you and i were mainly working in the restaurant industry and then you started your photography and videography business so working for yourself but since we were in the restaurant industry we didn't really have that we could take vacations whenever we wanted it was just kind of all right if you take vacation you're not getting paid and we took them and we did and i think that that was so i always thought that was so helpful and so beneficial for us in terms of like longevity in that job, like we stayed at those jobs for a really long time because we continually were like refreshing ourselves and refilling Mm -hmm. our cups. Like we weren't getting burned out. Um, And I always just thought that that was, it always baffled me that most jobs that are more high stress than the jobs we were working. um, I don't know. I bet a lot of people (laughs) would say a restaurant job would be the most high stress job that they could ever work. Depends on what you consider stressful, I guess. It can get very stressful, I think. Um, But... Where's Landon? <laughs> I just, I, that, I, I never understood that. I was like, that sounds like a recipe for failure. Like, people are going to get burned out because they don't have time to refresh and rejuvenate. Like, two weeks a year is not enough. Most of the time, it's going to be spent holidays with family, which for everyone isn't. For some people, that's rejuvenating. For some people, it's not. Um, well, I think we've always been good, even at the times when we were, you know, quote, unquote, living amongst society mm-hmm. of, like, not, of having a good, like work-life balance so i'm not big on that term you're not big on that term no i don't because yeah i don't think work should be balanced with life life is life Mm. you know work is life yes no yes it's not that way well like or life is work yeah like work is life yes there's no i know they're not two opposites essentially but we made them two up we made we detached them from themselves it's not either you're working or living life yeah or the quote where it's like you know you're you're working to live which mm-hmm. I feel like that would be, you know, if you, most people would probably say they're not doing that, but I feel like if you remove yourself and look back at the world of, you know, cities and the cycle of corporate America mm-hmm. and stuff, it's like, no, most people are working to live. Mm-hmm. I'm, or living the work, which way is it? 
I got confused. But kind I of confused both. Myself. Yeah. Honestly, they work a lot. Well, the phrase is like so working to live, live or living to work. I'm not. I'm living to live. Yeah. You know, like, and I think we've always been good at that. Like, work has has come and gone in places for our life, but always to get us to where we wanted to be outside of work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or even like, like we were saying earlier. Sometimes I don't. I like the idea of not viewing work as the opposite of living. Uh-huh. Like you were just saying. Like I like them being the same thing like today i'm living and that includes today that includes going to this job or that includes yes. shooting this wedding or that includes and whether yeah whatever and at then the end maybe of the day, next day you're fulfilled a hike yes. and then the next day it includes tutoring these kids and then the next you know like exactly yeah i don't like the distinction which i think, I think is probably all just a mindset i just think it's in once like when yeah. you're enveloped into that i don't have a good analogy for it just that that cycle um, it's hard to like get your head above the water sometimes to actually see it accurately. I think, I think yeah. we dealt with that. And I think that's one thing that being out on the road and yeah, living among this societal fringe has like made me view, has maybe just give me a clear view on that. Like, Oh, you know what? I love life <laughs> and I don't have to, you know, feel like I need to work or like make a ton of money to like, keep it going to like fulfill some kind of promise within myself or to feel, fulfill like I'm part of some kind of like bigger societal building block that are yeah that we're working towards because i really want to tear that all down so yeah it does just kind of it's definitely opened my perspective on like how you can live life i think for a very long time and you know to no to no one's fault i think for a very long time like i just viewed the way you live life as a very narrow street you know, I mean, to use your fish, like your fishbowl analogy, like you can have a bigger fishbowl, <laughs> you can have a slightly smaller fishbowl, mm-hmm. you can have one with cracks, or but like you're still you in can, the fishbowl. You can turn off the road here, but like eventually it comes back to the road. Yeah. You know, it's like just a loop or whatever. I don't know. It's just expanded. Like life is meant to be enjoyed. And I don't think that's a message that is like clearly relayed in general in corporate America, mm-hmm. that life is meant to be enjoyed. No. And I think I've really seen that and been able to, like, play with that. Because I think at first it was challenging. I wanted to resist it. Like, no, life is supposed to be hard. And sometimes it is. Okay. But, like, I think I was like, no, life is supposed to be hard. I'm supposed to work and toil and just, you know, like, I don't know. It's not. Toil. Labor. Here's what I'm getting at. I think my perspective of the universe is always conspiring to help you as opposed to work against you. Life is not against you. Life is for you. Okay. I think that's it. (laughs) (laughs) This is what happens when I get asked questions like this on the whim. I get kind of jumbled, but... But good. Yeah, well, that was cool. a good question. Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's have another easier question. This one... You told make. me that these questions were small and easy. What? You didn't say easy, but you said, I have a couple small questions. Yeah, that was small. It was only like Ooh. 15 words. Okay. Okay. Here's a one that's maybe a little simpler answer, but... So, f- I know it, it doesn't have to happen every day, but what is your favorite moment of every day living in the van? Like, what's something that you just, like... Pooping. Pooping? Really? <laughs> you don't poop in the van? I I know, but I poop, like, while living in the van. I think Amy has to poop is what I she's do, getting actually. at. <laughs> That's but, what I'm um, getting these subtle uh, 
Freudian slips here. Okay, that hold on. So my favorite subtle. everyday moment. Was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite moment of every day. Um, when you can control it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's, I mentioned it earlier, but I think it's like my morning routine of waking up and having coffee outside and reading or writing and then exercising. Oh, I was going to guess for you, like at night when we close it all down and turn the heater on and get the mood lights going and you cuddle in bed with the dogs. Yes, that's good too. That would have been my (laughs) guess for you or making coffee. Which is, that's what I said. That's good too. I mean, that was just the first thing that came to my mind. Wow, it's getting windy. I know. Do you listeners hear this? All you, all you listeners? I think so. I'm looking at the sound and it looks like there's some. The millions and millions of listeners out there. What do you guys think? Our favorite moments in the band. Okay. <laughs> okay. What is yours? Uh, like your favorite everyday moment. I think yeah, just making coffee in the morning, especially when yeah, like today when it's kind of cold and we're not going outside, but we're still very much attached to the outside world, as you can hear it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as we can feel it because it's a little bit chilly, then just you know look outside the car windows <laughs> yeah and uh the house windows yeah the house are they windows. house windows or car windows they're i don't know <laughs> i don't know is it a fast house or a slow car that we drive <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and then also at, at night like i always still i feel like i have a pause at night if i'm like not in bed yet and you're like in bed with the dogs and like what, the, little that never string, happens. the little string lights are on mm-hmm. and the heater's going so it's nice and warm and there's a cozy feeling to it and we have a blanket down on the ground like good vibes yo good vibes like yeah feels like our little walden cabin that so we the can, start and the end of the day the start <laughs> and the end yes screw the middle says amy screw well, that <laughs> screw this that's you well, i think it's hard to pick a middle because <laughs> that that is what changes like that is what changes so much true um but, but the constants are morning the and constants night are morning and night we wake up and we go to sleep everything yes. else in life is up to you it's a yeah. blank blank slate tabula rasa Carpe diem, seize the day. What other cliches we got? <laughs> Keep on going, in. Go. Um, Spitball here. Go. Say la vie. Say <laughs> la vie. Yes. What does that one mean? I was hoping you wouldn't ask. It's something oh. about life. La viva, vie is life. Viva la vida. Viva la vida. Viva la vida. Viva Chavez. <laughs> that's wow. all you got. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, I think that's all we got for this podcast. Um, thanks for listening. The weather has gotten so much worse. I don't know yeah. how we're going to cook breakfast. Today. I don't know how we're, yeah, because we have to go outside to get to our refrigerator, which lots of our van friends say that we need to change that somehow. And in situations and like this, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and they're probably going to be like, we told you so. Why didn't you fix it so many, like, long ago? And I'm like, Maybe, it's not that bad. Except on days like today. And we have to take the dogs out still. Now they're good. Oh, my God. They're just chilling. Anyways, I think you need to take yourself out. Van life is... Oh, my... So, okay, this is... <laughs> yes, I do, but I don't want to go out in this, like, whipping wind and rain right now to well, use the restroom. we'll need to cross that bridge. So, tune in <sighs> next time to figure out how we cross the bridge of going poop when the weather is... Um, Shitty. Oh. There it is. Yep, there it is. All right. Well, peace out. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Peace out. Bye.